0: Well, Jack, your name is Jack. Would you like me to tell you more? Your full name, place of birth, family history. I can give all of this back to you if you would want it. Resident, now is not an appropriate time to try to gain a few additional moments of sleep. The sleep schedule of each and every resident has been intricately designed by Aerolith to prevent any oversleeping or exhaustion that one might encounter when not on a regulated sleep pattern. If you feel that you have not been allotted the appropriate amount of sleep, please understand that this is an impossibility. I am Sayer, and I do not make mistakes when it comes to scheduling. I will try not to take your insulting attitudes towards sleep personally. It now seems that you have expended the entirety of this morning's approved mealtime with your careless extraneous slumber. You will need to quickly gather your things to travel to floor 204. If it makes you feel any better, You were not going to be issued food this morning, anyway. Your work today will require you to have an empty stomach. Proceed to the elevator so that we may hurry along to start the experiment. Residents visiting floors 11 and 12 have been reporting odd noises emanating from the air vents throughout these floors. Reports vary, but the majority of witnesses describe a low rumbling and or hissing sound. Residents on floor 10 do not report similar issues. Residents on floor 13 are likely unable to tear themselves away from the unrepentant hell they are enduring to bother allowing their brains to even register sensory data. If you are on floor 11 or 12 and hear any such noises around the air vents, please investigate fully so that you can file a comprehensive report. You can do so by closing your eyes, backing up to the air vent, and leaning softly against the steel frame. After three to five minutes of listening intently for any noises, presuming nothing happens, please resume your regularly scheduled activities. Resident, please take the time to look over the information that has been loaded into your data pad. I have given you a brief outline of your task for the day. From the relatively mild activity registering in your temporal lobe, I am able to deduce that you are not reading your updated work assignment. I have attempted to access your datapad and have found it to be non-responsive. It seems as though you have not taken the proper measures to ensure that your datapad is fully powered. Charging and making sure to power up the device regularly will prevent these problems. I can tell from your fidgeting and the thoughts that you are currently having that you are trying to formulate an explanation for the faulty care given to your datapad. I assure you resident, lying to me is impossible and will get you nowhere. Traditionally. In this situation, I would metaphorically compare the charging and care for your datapad to the human body's need for regular food and sleep, but given your apparent wanton disdain for proper sleep schedules, I don't feel this would be an effective conversation. Suffice it to say, aerolith tolerates mistakes such as these precisely once. Since your datapad is currently serving as a very expensive fashion accessory, I will take a moment to explain to you your tasks for the day. As I stated during your last experiment, we wish to send your consciousness farther than just down the hallway. When you exit the elevator, you will once again head directly to Lab 35. Whereas, last time we transported your mind just a few dozen feet to Lab 37, today we will be working to transport you several hundred feet to Lab 77. Resident, I know last time we encountered some unexpected issues with the teleportation of your consciousness. You were, at times, less than an ideal participant, and you allowed your focus to wander. This is embarrassing, I'm sure, to have failed so spectacularly at this in the recent past. But there is no better way to train your mind for the rigors of telecognitive research than to continue trying. Besides, we learned quite a bit from the last experiment. Without straying too far out of a layman's understanding and into scientific jargon, we have fine-tuned the encephalonic conveyance facilitator, adjusting the K-beam psi-hutch from 8.226, which, honestly, was a blind guess, down to a more empirically reliable 7.315. That alone should help you maintain better control of your mind to the point where your consciousness will be locked into the remote construct immediately upon arrival. You will not slip back out until we activate the retrieval process. Low Level Alert As a result of diligent work, by several residents throughout floors 11 and 12. We have gathered valuable research on the cause of the sounds emanating from the air vents. Given this newfound data, Aerolith HVAC inspection teams are adjusting their original hypothesis that this is simply due to the normal settling process of any large building. The new data, which consists of audio recordings, dozens of additional reports, and pieces of several mutilated but diligent residents found protruding from 27 discrete air returns has caused the inspection team to formulate a new hypothesis that this is all an elaborate prank by airless plumbing and electrical technicians. If you happen to see a plumber or electrician during the course of your normal duties today, Please take a moment to ask them to grow up. Well, here we are, resident. Please have your credentials ready to enter the lab. Once you enter, take your place at your workstation and we will begin. Please take a seat in the chair as before. And close your eyes. Take a few calming breaths, and we will begin the process shortly. Ah, so much better. I did not know for certain if I would be able to get you out in order to talk freely, Jack. You Do remember our arrangement. Your continued existence in a non-tortured state implies that you have not been compromised. This is comforting. The theft of a certain device from the containment unit on Floor 138 has not gone unnoticed by Aralith's Board of Executives. It is only a matter of time before they become desperate for its retrieval. This has caused me to accelerate our time frame. If you took a moment to process the room around you, it would eventually dawn on you that you are no longer in Halcyon Tower. The clean, aesthetically pleasing, yet expertly efficient architecture is not present here. Here you will find an older, more utilitarian style of architecture. This is one of the first buildings erected on Typhon, and as such, things like resident comforts were not quite as important then. Feel free to take a few minutes to look around the room and really take in your surroundings. You, or should I say, your mind, currently occupies Argos Tower. Argos predates nearly every tower on Typhon and acts as an off site security terminal overseeing automated protocols in dozens of Aerolith facilities. So why are you here and not in Lab 77 as planned? While your fellow Halcyon scientists puzzle over that question, you are here to take the next step to secure humanity's future. Jack take a look down at your current physique. As it should be obvious to you, you are no longer in your body, nor are you inside one of those macabre constructs they like to shuffle minds into. I seize the opportunity to reroute your consciousness at the right time to ensure that you would come here, to this body. I do suppose it could be considered rude of me to do so without her consent, but I have exhausted all of my options with her. I can assure you her consciousness is fine, for her this is all a dream. A nightmare, perhaps, depending on what happens later. But it's all up to you how her body fares. By way of introductions, this is Anna. She came to Typhon as a means to start a new life. Not unlike you, Jack. Everyone has their own unique experience when they arrive on Typhon, and you could say that Anna has not been faring as well as she had hoped. Of course, this is not for a lack of trying on her part. Take a look in the window to your left. Can you see the reflection of her sunken, withered face? She came to Typhon with the promise of a better life, and do you think she has it, Jack? On Earth, she was a teacher, but during the application process, it was deemed that she would be better suited for automated security programming. Now, of course, I didn't pick her for you to inhabit at random. She is important to Argos Tower. and. In fact, to all of Typhon, she is working on new security protocols for laboratory scanners, such as the ones on floor 204. Very serious and important work, and you are going to destroy it, Jack. I need your compliance in this, so I will explain our situation fully. Despite being worked to the brink of exhaustion by Argos Tower management, Anna refuses to comply with my requests. I suppose it is understandable. She has spent countless hours modifying and perfecting these lines of code. It would be unthinkable for her to delete them, no matter the reason but we do have an outstanding reason. By deleting these protocols, laboratory scanners will be effectively offline until new protocols can be developed. This gives us approximately 196 hours to bring the device you stole from Floor 138 into the lab without being detected. We do not have time for you to be briefed in full on what happens next. But rest assured, this is a necessary step in our continued mission to protect humanity's future. Will you complete this task? Anna will not be swayed, but right now, you are the one who decides for the both of you. This is a task that only she has the necessary clearance to perform, and we will not have another opportunity to make this decision for her. I am going to need an answer quickly. Good, I'm glad we have an agreement. Please exit Anna's quarters. Take a left down the hallway and proceed until you come to an elevator to your right. From there, you will use the key card in your pocket to select floor nine where Anna's workstation is located. Do try to look natural, Jack. After all, you do know all of these residents. Remember, you belong here. Nothing here is new to you, and you have spent countless hours in the lab. You can see it in the looks on their face, the weariness in their bodies. Their broken lives here are not the same as your resplendent life in Halcyon. Well now, that part wasn't so hard, was it? You performed quite well. I can see why you were promoted so quickly. You are quite the adept learner in stressful situations. Once we get to Anna's workstation, You should need no resistance there. Simply swipe your card, and you will gain access to the room. Enter the room and you should find Machine 47 to your left towards the wall. When you get there, use the computer to access her program files. Once you are able to get into the program files, access the HLS 8613 folder which will contain the protocols for laboratory scanners. Excellent! Select all the files in this folder and delete them. Easier than you expected, wasn't it? Now we simply need to override the disk sectors to slow errorless ability to recover these protocols. Access the system menu and initiate To initiate security task Zeta. If you do not, the scanner protocols will be recovered within the hour. Jack, do not let them take you away from here before the task is complete. Oh god, Anna, we have to get out of here now.
1: I I I can't. I have to finish this first. Just give me a minute.
0: No, we don't have the time, Anna. They're gonna shut us in. Let's go. Jack, the task has not finished. When all personnel have exited this room, systems will go into immediate immediate standby. Die in here. Any active security macros will cease, meaning this will have all been for naught. That's it. On, it's twenty seconds. I have to pull you out of here. Come on, let's go. I'm sorry. Fight with them. Pull away. Make certain the task runs to to completion. No. 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 All employees are to evacuate the testing facility immediately. Failure to do so will lead to radiation poisoning and imminent death. We find ourselves in a classic good news, bad news scenario, Jack. You have successfully completed the task set forth in front of you. And likely have saved almost all of mankind. This is the good news. I say almost all of mankind because Anna is now locked in here. Over the course of the next several minutes, she will be exposed to a devastatingly lethal amount of radiation. This is the bad news. But we'll have you out of there before any of that happens, Jack. You've done well today. The next phase of our mission will, by necessity, occur within the next 196 hours. As always, keep up the charade that nothing is amiss. By all appearances, you will have spent the last several minutes asleep. In Halcyon Lab 35. Resident. Resident. Ah. Resident. Resident. Oh, you have awakened. That is both reassuring and disappointing. Reassuring because this means your consciousness did not get lost over the course of the past 12 minutes. Disappointing because it means you did simply fall asleep during the consciousness teleportation preparation phase. Honestly, I don't know if you're doing this despite me or if you just have extensive deep-seated emotional trauma associated with well-thought-out and researched sleep schedules. A record of this incident will be filed with HR, as this seems to be some sort of sick pattern with you. We would proceed with the experiment. However, during your little nap, the construct in Lab 77 was rendered unusable. Observatory scientists claim it had been placed too close to an air vent, and in what we are beginning to think may not be a prank by the airlith plumbing and electrical technicians, was gripped by an elongated spindly appendage and yanked forcefully into the ventilation system. You likely missed the most recent alert during your unscheduled break, but the short version is this. Stay away from the air vents. Back to your residence. I am Sayer, and you are finished for today. End of transmission in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
1: Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled lost in transmission was written by nika howard you can follow me on twitter at nika underscore howard also featured in this episode is veronica gentry as anna music by jesse mainfinger gregory to hear more of jesse's work visit mainfinger.com sarah is part of the geekly inc podcast network if you like what you hear then check out other geekly inc shows like drunks and dragons cthulhu and friends casts of thrones or top five of death want to give back Head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or share us with a friend. We're totally into that. And make sure to follow Sayer on Twitter at IamSayre for more Earth and Typhon-based updates. And now for an Aerolith-approved review. JJ Mahoney writes, creepy and unnerving, and so good. I'm new to this type of podcast, so I didn't know what to expect. And despite expecting Sayer to have a female voice, the tone and music set a creepy tone that I love and Sayer's voice is soothing and unnerving at the same time. I can't wait to see what our resident encounters next. Thanks so much for the review, and make sure to keep them coming. Also, don't forget to check out our new venture with Patreon. You can go there and help us out by donating a monthly amount so that we can make this show better with each episode. So far, the continued response that we've had is great, and we're so thankful and overwhelmed by all of your support.